0: Hey there, this is Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. I am Shanda Sung, and I'm a comedian. And I'm Ashley Morgan, and I'm a farmer. We have been best friends since we were nine years old.
1: Welcome to our show, where we teach each other all kinds of things that cover our wide range of knowledge and interests. And today's episode
0: is the brain. Ooh, it's our smarty pants episode. (laughs) It is. Uh, Yeah, and you know, I think at the end of this episode, people are really going to be like, those ladies—they pronounced all those r- words correctly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We—I don't think we have us had a single episode where we didn't flub up a word at least once. Like...
0: <laughs> it makes us approachable. The stars right. are just like everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't want to come across as too smart. I don't want to pronounce (laughs) all my words correctly. Like, that's just elitist, okay? Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Gotta be a a woman of the people. Or P.O. Play.
1: (laughs) P.O. Play. (laughs) As I (laughs) said... We're off to a good start.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just as I said, this episode is about the brain. I totally had a flashback of this thing that my mom would cook for us. When we were kids, she only made, she probably made it like three times, but because my brother and I had such a strong negative reaction to it, it's like burned into my brain, but (laughs) it is an entire head of cauliflower smothered in mayonnaise and mustard and something, I don't know what else, and baked in the oven until it gets like soft and it comes out and looks, it looks like a brain. So Uh, we called it the brain. It tastes horrible and why she or any human would cook this is beyond me so i'm yeah, sure no, she's like it was not that bad i we haven't talked about it in forever but it, like i just had a that memory came deep out of the recesses of my psyche <laughs> uh yeah probably because you repressed the trauma from cauliflower farts of <laughs> um, ca- from the whole night the ca- whole night cauliflower mayonnaise
1: Parts. Oh, that's even worse
0: uh, maybe that's what my dog's been e- eating <laughs> yeah probably oh my dog lucy she can clear a room it's a problem um yeah but in actual like brain intelligence uh you know news what it, what do we have that uh we were, we were smart enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was in all of the honors classes and like National Honor Society and I was top 5% of the class for the longest time. And then I, like the second half of my senior year was like, well, I'm not going to college. Why am I putting all this effort in? And oh, I man. like completely tanked and went down. I was like, we had like 100 kids in our graduating class and I went down to number, I went from five to 10. And I was like, hey, it's still top 10%. I made it. And then at the end, 10 people weren't going to graduate. We were down to 90 <laughs> in our actual graduating class. I'm like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> How dare you? Your laziness outweighed my laziness, and now I'm paying the price for it.
0: <laughs> I I had senioritis bad, too. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I got, it, I got it bad. Um, I don't know. I can't remember what my rank was. I was up there in the, like... You know, if this was a normal high school class size, it would have been an impressive thing to say. Like, I'm in the top 10% of, you know, like Josh's class is like 2,500 people.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. When Being it's... the
0: top 10 out of 90 kids is yeah. like not not impressive. But you don't have to say that second half.
1: Yeah, no. It's we, were,
0: we were both in a, in the National Honor Society, though. Yeah? Yeah. Were you? I don't remember. I don't remember seeing you there. <laughs> it was shady. Honestly, no. I got it when I was a senior. You got it when you, when we were juniors. <laughs> and then I was like, Holly, come lately. Like, oh yeah, we'll just add you in senior year. <laughs> I was a late bloomer to the National Honor Society. <laughs> I'll
1: be honest though. I don't really remember much about it. And I don't really remember much about my AP classes uh, and I think of really the only reason that I got into those classes wasn't because I was any smarter than anyone else. It was just that I did my homework and that was about it. They're like, oh, you do your homework, you turn in your work, get good grades. Cool. You're in. I'm like, OK, great. Thanks. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really have anything to gauge it off of. Yeah, I did some pretty stupid shit in high school. So, I mean, how smart could I have really been?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, they, I, I wasn't in the AP classes. And I think I was like kind of on the cusp there and Mm -hmm. I was like, I was happy that I didn't get put in because I would have for sure been the dumbest kid in those classes. I'm like, I have no interest in that. So I'm going to skate down here on easy street and uh, not take the hit to my self-esteem, so. I um, liked those classes because we read
1: all the classics and we analyzed them. And I could tell you about the symbolism in Beowulf, but (laughs) I couldn't tell you how to properly structure a sentence. I can't tell you the parts of a sentence. That's a noun, that's the verb. Other than that, I got nothing. (laughs) Like Proper punctuation? Eh, kinda. I mean, I kinda figure it out, but
0: cool. The symbolism really got me far. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to everyone listening to this episode and feeling like uh, they should spend their time with a couple of uh, middle of the road, uh, average intelligence (laughs) people like us. I hope we make you feel smart. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Last episode, you guys are driving in your cars to work saying, it's eccentricity. (laughs) my god it's not that hard say it right you (laughs) (laughs) dum-dums well you know we make up for it in personality
1: do we sure (laughs)
0: Oh, I
1: don't know what just made me think of this. I think it was National Honor Society and dumb shit in high school. But do you remember that year where I snuck into the picture all the group yes. club <laughs> photos for as many as I could? I kept getting out of class all day picture day and would like sneak
0: into the group pictures. I need to find that yearbook. I need to figure out which I have one of all the yearbooks. I wonder which year it was. It was probably like junior year. That was junior year seems like peak shenanigans for us. <laughs> So I'll I'll have to look into it, and, and I'll see how many I can find you in.
1: Yeah, l- some people who were, like, actually in a lot of clubs caught on to it because they're like, hey, you're not in choir. I was like, yeah, I am for
0: now. <laughs> like, I am for the yearbook picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally in French club and Spanish club. <laughs> yeah, I'm in both. I was Duh. in a lot of those. Like, my goal every year was to have the longest list of extracurriculars in the back of the Mm. Of the yearbook, which is just a really excellent use of time for somebody who's getting like B minuses and C's. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely add on some more extracurriculars, but uh, clearly it's it's damaged my prospects. You know, I really <laughs> messed up. Yeah, you know, just sitting yeah. in my basement on a what's today Monday night. <laughs> talking so, into my phone. I should have taken those AP classes. Then I would know a lot more about the scarlet pimpernel or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> really rake in the cash. So for
1: those high school kids listening at home, uh, turn this so- off and go to bed. Yeah, school is bogus. <laughs> Give up, drop out. Go do those hustles. I don't know. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I don't know nothing. <laughs>
0: oh man. Well, I think I'm first in talking about the brain today. Yeah, I'm excited about how this episode's going to go. I yeah. think um, I think it'll be enlightening.
1: <laughs> I think we're setting the bar pretty high by doing a brain episode. Yes,
0: <laughs> we are thoroughly unqualified, but <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So, all right, all right, what do you got for me? Lay it on me. So, my topic today is I'm actually going to
1: be talking about. Microdosing of psychedelics mm. specifically the psilocybin mushrooms which is the the magic mushrooms they're your psychedelic mushrooms this episode today actually has a disclaimer <laughs> our first disclaimer yay <laughs> first One, of many i hope first of many disclaimers We're getting edgy <laughs> oh yeah that's how you know okay so my topic today i do have to make a disclaimer because it is illegal in most states with the exception being Oregon, and then a handful of cities like Denver, Colorado, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Oakland, California, and a few others, okay? Shanda and I are not doctors, lawyers, or law enforcement. Please do not take our word as fact, okay? This show is informational, and for entertainment purposes, (laughs) we ask that you please do your own research, you speak to your professionals, and you assess your own risk, whether it be legal or medical, for your life and your area. This podcast does not promote any illegal activity. And with
0: all that being said, this topic is really cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't hold us responsible for any decisions you make. Don't listen to us. Nobody does. My kids don't. (laughs) Nobody should listen to me. Yeah, please. We are not the uh, authorities on these topics at all. (laughs) Thanks for tuning
1: in. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We hope you stay and listen, but don't listen. But listen. But don't (laughs) listen. (laughs) Listen for entertainment purposes only. Okay, so microdosing is essentially where you take small, literally small doses of a psychedelic. And so you're not actually getting high. You're not actually tripping balls. You're not actually – it's not – encompassing your, your life, your brain, your day. It is, you're taking just enough that you don't even really feel the effects, but it is doing things in your brain. It is altering your mind without you being in a mind altered state. So it is the same mushrooms. It is the same. It's done with LSD as well. Mm. It's just done on a much, much, much smaller scale. And so you can do this uh, there's different regimens in which you do it and it's very it's a very short amount of time so you're not doing this every day for a year you'll do it once every 3 to 4 days for a month and okay. the reason you would want to do this is because psychedelics actually have a similar molecular structure to serotonin and serotonin is you know the happy hormone Mm-hmm. It's a neurotransmitter in the brain, and it's it makes you feel happy and euphoric and at ease and comfortable and all these things. Side note, fun fact, I went down a rabbit hole with serotonin. Mm-hmm. 90% of your serotonin production is in your gut. It's in your GI tract. Isn't that wild? Like, you think of serotonin
0: as being, like, a brain chemical? They say the, what is it, the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach? <laughs> I think that means feeding him and getting him fat so he can't run away. I think it's maybe the (laughs) the alternative because uh, food is the greatest, (laughs) and I know it makes me happy.
1: (laughs) It makes me happy too. Well, they say uh, there's a lot of research saying that like your gut is like a second brain because there's a lot of things in your gut that actually control so much of your body as a whole. And I don't know much about that. I didn't. I didn't get that far into my rabbit hole, but.
0: (laughs) we'll put that for a later episode yeah
1: the gut the bowels cool. we, make bowel, we make bowel jokes in every single one of our yeah. episodes anyway so i mean we we're already just halfway there all in on a, <laughs> on a poop episode <laughs> oh i'm sure we could talk about pooping we would definitely write it somebody write this down poop episode <laughs> someday <laughs> But yeah, so uh, psychedelics have a similar structure to serotonin. So it reacts a a lot of the same ways. It can increase focus and creativity and joy, general feelings of ease and contentment. Uh, It's been talked about that it actually decreases anxiety, depression, ADHD, PTSD, mood disorders, addiction. It's even helped people with, with addiction. And... Part of the reason why this is such an interesting topic is because when you're microdosing, it helps to open up pathways in the brain and allows new communication channels within the brain. Mm -hmm. So you have essentially what are called default mode networks in your brain. And it's the neural pathways in which parts of your brain communicates with each other. So this default mode is essentially the, like it says, the default pathways. And so if you do a lot of daydreaming or thinking about the past or the future, a lot of self-reflection, not self-reflection in the good way, but in the overthinking and the Mm overanalyzing way, you know, this can lead to anxiety and overthinking and general unhappiness. And I will be perfectly honest. I do this a ton I live in, I live mostly in the future because I'm always planning the future, daydreaming about the future, overthinking every facet of what I want the future to look like. And like, that's me. I'm always there and a little bit about the past, but mostly about the future. And, you know, to do this, to, to microdose just allows your brain to, you know, make connections and increase your joy, increase your ease, your creativity, your focus, it brings you back into the moment. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people will actually use this for short term, you know, you have to finish up a project, focus on getting this thing done at work. And so you can micro dose in order to focus on this thing, you know, not get distracted, really hone in and get creative, maybe start thinking of things you hadn't thought of before Mm -hmm. with this project. Uh, Some people do it when they're going through like management training and, you know, they want to come across as confident and we can do this and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be focused and confident and blah, blah, blah. And and it's really cool. And a lot of this, the unfortunate thing is there's not a lot of research around this, like actual clinical research. A lot of it is anecdotal, but a lot of people who have done this have listed that, you know, this, this works. Uh, There was one testimonial where a girl said, you know, I always thought of myself as an introvert and I started doing this and I actually have gotten out there more. I have gained more opportunities because I just feel more at ease in my body. I feel more comfortable. I don't let the anxiety really get to me like it used to. And yeah, I think that's just really, really cool. And I mean, it just opens up the possibilities. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap my head around. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of mind-blowing. I mean, plenty of pun intended for that. But like <laughs> the thought that, you know, you can get parts of your brain to communicate with each other. And there's this excellent documentary or docu-series on Netflix called The Brain Explained. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Have you? No. Huh? So it's this series, and I forget how many parts are in it, like 10, 10 parts, and one of them actually talks about psychedelics. Yeah. Um, they talk about, I, I think it's more of, you know, big, like, acid trips and all that stuff yeah. where this is, like, not an acid trip. It is literally just almost like what a cup of coffee would do, you know, where yeah. you feel that. I mean, it's not a stimulant, but, it, you know, it's th- you got to feel that little bit of pep and you feel different, you feel better, but you're not so, like... Out of it,
0: yeah. I mean, this—it's—I uh, get how this would work, you know, because so many people are on medications that are meant to do this. I'm on medication for that, you know. Mm-hmm. I take—I take Zoloft for anxiety, and that's what that does—is it helps kind of rewire the chemicals of my brain, and so it's not at all hard for me to believe that there are other ways that that could be done. Because if we think about if we think back how however many years, even just like 10 years, a dozen years, thinking about so many people who were saying cannabis can be used medicinally and Mm -hmm. it was pushed off, you know, like that's crazy. That's druggy talk. That's, you know, whatever. And then when research was actually done into it, we're seeing that that these things are true. And so why? wouldn't other types of drugs have these possibilities, you right. know, that that haven't been explored because why would they explore them? They're making things that do this in a lab and they're selling them. So we're right. gonna you know, we've we've got we've got it down over here. Don't don't go looking for other solutions <laughs> because we've got it here. And yeah, so I, I would not be surprised if in a short amount of time we have a wider understanding of this and that it, it would be more mainstream as you know marijuana is becoming legalized more places you know there's more understanding of the possibilities with that and the different like strains and how it can be used differently i mean it's not I don't understand a lot about it. it they, people who are very into this seem to me a little bit like micro-brewing people. <laughs> Similarly, yeah. like, oh, I taste the difference between this type of beer and this type of beer. And I'm like, is it cold? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> I, if it's cold, I, I was you know, I'm a Northern Indiana girl who was raised drinking in the woods. I want to <laughs> see those mountains on the can turn blue. And that's all I care about. <laughs> I don't care about the nuances of your IPA. <laughs> yeah, like, I get it. I like myself a fancy beer, but you know, it's just not my bag to like get all in the weeds of that pun intended, you know, which <laughs> with people have done with marijuana. And I think that you know, we're not too far away from people doing that with hallucinogenics as well. You know, well, and it is the point and- of what I'm rambling about. And the thing about if it's,
1: you know, like like marijuana, you know, and CBD and all that, you have those experts and those people who know every little thing about it, especially what they're selling and what they're providing. And, you know, right now with microdosing, it's kind of a. Uh, uh, from what I gathered in the reading is it's kind of a do it yourself. Like you kind of yeah. figure it out yourself and you like you get these mushrooms and then you got to figure out your dose and do the tiniest bit. Do you feel a little high? That's about right. Bring it back down a little bit, you know? And so you kind yeah. of have to figure it out yourself where if at, Oh, and there are multiple different strains of psychedelic mushrooms, some having more potency than others. And so if you can go to the shop and get this, legally and it's for medicinal purposes and whatever else and you've got a guy who's saying hey i've got all these different potencies you're gonna based on your weight you're gonna want to take this dosage and here you go here's pre-weighed capsules that you can just take and there you go microdose for this
0: amount almost like a doctor's prescription almost i see that i see that that as a possibility for sure i do too yeah and you know the the old chinese restaurant that i used to work at is a cbd oil dispensary now so you know they're and you know we're in indiana so because the times they are changing (laughs) yeah i think i you know we're at the point where the door is opening a little bit more to this kind of research the idea of figuring it out On my own, though, is just like, nah, man. (laughs) Well, and that's so that's part of the risk. Actually, I I was reading about the risks
1: and dosage, obviously, is one of them. If you're trying to figure this out yourself, hopefully you have somebody who knows what they're doing, a knowledgeable friend, a medical professional, a shaman. I don't know, like (laughs) somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay, but the big in terms of like health and medical risk There's it's pretty low, it's pretty low in terms of safety, uh, the risk. Uh, but the problem too is there's not a lot of long term research on this, right? It's mostly anecdotal and it's done so very little of it is done in laboratory setting and clinical setting. And those who have, there was one article I read that you know they found that there actually was a little bit of a placebo effect for those who who took it, you know, they they thought they were on it. They weren't. So I don't know. I have, I have a love-hate relationship with placebo because, you know, as a, as I like to think of myself as a scientist. So as a Mm -hmm. scientist, you know, placebos and controls and blah, blah, blah. But then again, I'm like, okay, but if it works, (laughs) like even if they think it's working and it's not like, But they think it does, so it does, right? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That's just me. I don't know. But um, the biggest risk of all is that it's illegal. Right. So if you get caught with this, if you even microdosing, you get caught with an amount, that's illegal. So I think, I don't know. I really hope it evolves. Oregon has made it statewide, you know. Mm -hmm. And then that opens up the way for psychedelic dispensaries and you can microdose as a just a normal human being. I think people hear psychedelics and they think, oh, hippies and druggies and like you got to be hardcore partiers and Burning Man and Bonnaroo and like all this stuff. Right. But but you could be just a person who wants to focus at work because it's the end of the quarter and you have reports to do or it's finals in college and you just, you got to focus or you're an artist and you're stuck and you need this creativity uh, to just start flowing because you're like, I just need my brain to work better and cleaner and more. I need to stop letting all the anxiety and negativity and dark things weigh me down. I need Mm -hmm. to just have that mind Pathways open, clear, and ready to go.
0: You know, so I, I love, I love the idea of it. I'm really interested to see like where we would be in 20 years. You know, where we will be in 20 years on this. You know, yeah, man, I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah.
1: especially if you can do. I mean, if they could make microdosed edibles, you take like a multivitamin. You know, every mm-hmm. three days or whatever. So it's really, really cool. That <laughs> I actually read that there are a couple of retreats, one of which is in Jamaica. And so it's essentially microdosing under supervision. And you can kind of go in this controlled environment and see how you react to it with people who know (laughs) and to make a vacation out of it. I don't know. That sounds cool.
0: I mean, the results of any life change that I'm trying to make, if I'm doing it While I'm on a beach in Jamaica, I'm gonna get great (laughs) results, right? I know, right? I can, I will go down there and have you put my feet in like some, what, what do people do? Like some sea salt water or something, (laughs) and it can draw the toxins out. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, I feel a (laughs) hundred times better. Maybe it's this weird. (laughs) thing that you had me do but or maybe it's the fact that I'm in Jamaica so Uh, I'm uh, on
1: vacation on the beach (laughs) with the sun shining and the wind blowing and it is beautiful but it's definitely the psychedelics
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that one seems dubious to me take me somewhere (laughs) terrible and then we'll do it if (laughs) I feel joy in this terrible place then you know (laughs) it's working sit me down at the DMV (laughs) <laughs> or in one of those like kids uh, arcades where everything Ugh. is sticky and there are lots of lights and everybody's screaming. Put me in there for three hours and then we'll microdose and we'll see how I feel. And if you can get me chilled out in that environment, then I'm sold. <laughs> Try to chill me out in Jamaica, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it works.
1: And then there's also. You can do how to put this. You can do macro dosing, which is essentially do psychedelics yeah. <laughs> with with somebody. Uh, but this is more. Uh, this was uh, advertised more as like a spiritual journey. Yeah. So do these psychedelics for like a week in the desert with a shaman and get your <laughs> mind open to the spirituality, find a God or the universe or whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to find, whatever you do find when your brain gets expanded like that, but that's actually tripping balls on LSD. <laughs> that's not micro dosing shrooms like that. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. But another kind of related, but, but side tangent, Tyler kind of introduced me to the term biohacking. Have you heard of that
0: term biohacking? No, it sounds like a movie that Josh would watch and I would uh be on my phone during. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: actually those people who take it upon themselves to do these kind of unorthodox new wave almost fad things but have potential. So fasting is kind of a biohack. You know, you okay. are you are manipulating your body in a way to produce certain results that are supposed to be beneficial to your longevity and your overall health you know microdosing falls into that category okay uh, there are people who <laughs> this one's kind of extreme but there's a small fringe people who will get blood transfusions with younger people's blood and so it's like i have all new blood like <laughs> of young oh my people God. Uh, there was a guy who injected himself with some sort of DNA that was supposed to help keep his DNA from decaying, essentially. And so I don't, I don't know whatever came. Now, of Now I
0: would watch that movie,
1: right? <laughs> I would do want to know what happens with that guy. He's probably yeah. dead. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, I don't know. He
1: probably lived forever. Who knows? That was yeah. his whole goal. His whole goal was to live
0: forever. I'm picturing this guy in like a, a high lacy collar. And, like, he's definitely very pale and, uh, yeah. A vampire. He's a vampire. Very, very spooky castle.
1: <laughs> Man. Live for 200 years. Yeah, so that's really cool. I mean, you, you could almost say that, like, clean eating can fall into that category, too, a little bit of just things you're yeah. putting in your body to try to uh live longer and l- be healthier and you know reduce your risks of cancer and heart disease and obesity and all the things that come with obesity and you know everything like that so well
0: in the world of biohacks i think i'll err towards eating whole slices of tomato as opposed to stealing the blood of the young <laughs>
1: Isn't that why you had three children? I mean, what good are they for if you
0: can't slowly suck the youth out of them? <laughs> the only bodily fluids they're giving me are poop, urine, and puke, and it's not making me any younger. I tell you that is <laughs> aging. Have you, rapidly. you seen me lately? I am
1: exhausted. <laughs> oh, that is gross. No, thank you. I have though. I will tell you. I have decided to live to be 120. It's gonna happen. Okay. Um, and the reason I want to do this is because I want to be able to live in three centuries. I was born in 1985. Yeah. I will. Oh, wait, that math doesn't add up.
0: <laughs> How's that National Honor Society? Working for you. classes now? are
1: really. <laughs> no, wait, that does add up. I'd be 21. Yeah, it'd be 21. Oh, shit. I don't know. I lost it. <laughs>
0: sounded good in my mind a minute ago and it's gone <laughs> 120 sounds great i'll see you there will you yeah Steal the youth of your children yeah
1: so what i need to do apparently is microdose uh in jamaica blood transfusions fasting when i am eating out of my fast times i need to eat very clean and inject myself with dna that won't uh won't
0: decompose that sounds so, exhausting. Like I it. just texted Josh to pick me up peanut M&Ms on the way home from work. So <laughs> I'm off to a great start. We had corn dogs for dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have fun at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I also have decided, you know, because
1: Tyler's a little bit older than me and he thinks he's only going to live to be like 80 or 90 and I'm like, well, shit, I'll have like 30 more years. I could marry again. Yeah, I mean, 80
0: or 90, as long as he stops running his mouth.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: To, Might be know. sooner than that. Yeah. Yeah, take that. was <laughs> kidding. Really scary. Thanks for making our podcast.
1: <laughs> Please stick around. We need you. <laughs> I won't kill you until this podcast is over with. So you at least have... So, for those listening at home, please continue to support us so Tyler can live. (laughs)
0: Yes. Share the podcast with everyone you know. You got to boost this listenership. Lives are on the line. (laughs) Lives are literally on the line right now. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get so sued for like five different ways for this episode. At least. At least. Nobody listening to this is litigious.
1: (laughs) Did you say that word right?
0: I'm sure I didn't. odds are no (laughs) yeah that's cool Cool. yeah so
1: yeah that's all I really had to say about microdosing I thought it was very interesting I thought the whole premise of like just getting your brain to you know work a little better look work a little differently yeah. I guess I should say. And that documentary, go look up The Brain Explained on Netflix and it's got all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, talks about
0: memory and a couple other things. So, yeah. And it's... if you microdose, email us and tell us how it goes. Email us privately. We won't turn you in. Like I said, no. we're not law enforcement. <laughs> we so don't cool. care what you do. Don't worry about it. Just get, a, from... get us on the dark web. Hit us up on the dark <laughs> web. Tell us your experience. Just uh, say you're from Oregon. I won't know. I'm not going go to an anonymous note and uh, put it under the windshield (laughs) put it on the windshield of my minivan (laughs) tell me what you thought it's all cool man
1: no but we do uh we do want to hear your guys' opinions about things i mean it's just the two of us yak yakking on here but you know this is uh this is an open forum i suppose yeah i mean not right now maybe not right this second but uh yeah feel free to message us i mean We'll we'll make this an open discussion
0: yeah tell us what you think And if uh, we like your opinion, we'll talk about it on the podcast. If we don't like your opinion, we will talk trash about you privately to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. I don't know. For sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I really had to say on the topic.
0: So let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Okay. We're back. We're ready for part two. My uh, portion is much less illegal, (laughs) so probably less fun. But it does have a lot of big words, so we'll see how it goes. A lot
1: of big words for us to mess up.
0: Exactly, yeah. I'm going to be talking about Vision, not the Marvel character. (laughs) No reaction. So you also did not watch that show? Nope. I heard it was good. Nah.
1: I haven't watched really any Marvel stuff.
0: Yeah. I've watched like all the movies, but I haven't been watching the shows on Disney Plus. But I've heard they they're good. So, anyway, I am uh, a vision that comes out of your eyeballs. Okay. Yes. Specifically, I'm going to be talking about saccades and chronostasis. Okay. Which is how your eyes and your brain communicate. So, it's very very interesting because when you think about your vision, The assumption is that, okay, my eyeballs take in information and they dump it into my brain and my brain figures that out and tells me what is in the world around me. But what's really happening is a lot more complicated than that Hmm. because there are many obstacles to how the eyeballs work that the brain has to sort of make up for so you can operate in the world and move around in the world and not be like bumping into shit or losing your mind, essentially. (laughs) So what saccades are, are rapid eye movements that happen when you look at something and they allow the center of your retina to focus on details while they're taking in the hole. So the, uh. as I was looking this up, there was a, a a diagram of like, okay, here's a picture of a face. And this is a map of the different saccades and how your eye moves around when you look at something. So if you look at a human face, it's like, I see the face, but my eye is going to zoom in on, oh, here are the eyes and the eyes and the nose and the mouth and the eyebrows and the general shape of the face and and. That way, you're getting a focus on all the different details to create a 3D picture, a complete picture in your brain.
1: I am right now hyper aware of staring at your face. I know that
0: you're saying this. I'm staring at your face and I'm like, oh my God, I'm hyper aware of your (laughs) face right now. (laughs) I know. When you think about this too much, because I've been reading about this for like days, and it it freaks you out because you're like... is it happening now? Am I doing it? Now? I, Yeah, it's very weird when you get it's kind of like when you think about how you can always see your own nose, but your brain just kind of like blocks it out. And then if you think about it, you're like, oh, crap, there it is.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I can't not see it now. I know. Thanks a lot.
0: Okay. For the rest of this part of the podcast, if you are driving, please pull over if you're going (laughs) to do weird eyeball (laughs) tricks. (laughs) But yeah, so your eyes are amazing and they do these crazy things in order to take in information. And, and for us to, it allows us to like have spatial awareness and, and see things as they are in the world. It's very interesting. So Cicades they, your eyeball moves constantly. And and what I'm thinking about is like in movies when there's like a cyborg or something and it's looking at something and it's like zoom in here, zoom mm. in here and like a little picture of information pops up or whatever. It's pretty much that, but it's happening insanely quickly and you never even notice it. So as your eye moves, obviously there would be a blur so your eye is moving and it moves so much and so quickly that your brain is like, I can't present this blurry information oh. because then you wouldn't be able to see anything. Because every second your eyeball moves, every nanosecond that your eyeball moves would be blurry. So your brain makes up for that by just omitting that information. Hmm. It's just gone. It's like when your eyeball's moving, it doesn't pick up on that information. But it's not like you have a moment of blackness or whatever in your vision as you're moving your eyes around. So what your brain does is it transposes what it assumes you would be seeing as your eyes moving. What? And it does this through chronostasis, which is the it's essentially time travel (laughs) because your eye moves. I'm going to try to explain this in a way that makes sense because that's the point of what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) So the, so if someone is looking down at a piece of paper and then they decide they want to check the time, they're going to look up and check the time as their eyes are moving up. The brain does not submit that information, but then once your eyes stop moving, the brain says, okay, here is what I see now, and this is what I saw before. So I'm just going to tell myself that what I'm seeing now is what I was seeing in that nanosecond where the eyes were moving. And so you weren't seeing anything. And then it goes back and tells you this is what you did see because time doesn't exist in your brain in the way it does in like machines you know so the brain can tell itself this is what i saw a nanosecond ago Mm. isn't that freaky like every time (laughs) every time you move your eyeballs your brain is lying to you about what you saw when your eyes were moving what even is my reality right now
1: (laughs) I'm just going to stare at a fixed point in the wall and hope that everything is real around me. (laughs) I know.
0: So the way you can test this is if you have a clock with a second hand that ticks, Mm -hmm. that, you know, like jerkily ticks. As you look at it, the minute if you're looking away from it, if you move your eyeballs to it, the very first second will seem longer than the subsequent seconds.
1: Mm, Because it's kind of got to fill in the blanks there, and it it takes time to fill in that blank.
0: Yeah, your brain, like, transposes what it's initially seeing to, like, in the past... It was at this point, and then, yeah, so it messes up the concept of time as you're looking at it. So that's a way to test it. Cool, 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 cool. So this conversation is giving me anxiety. I wish I had
1: microdosed right now before this, so I would not have anxiety (laughs) that this conversation is giving me right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, It's crazy. But if the clock has a second hand that just moves fluidly, you know, then your brain, if you know that that's a clock that moves fluidly, your brain will make that adjustment as you're looking at it and it you don't have an interruption because it oh. knows, okay, I'm going to look here and this thing is supposed to be moving. So I'm going to make it move. That's what we saw is that it it moved. If you are looking at it and you didn't know that it moves like that, then there would be a second of interruption. Hmm. and uh there are different kind of like tests and examples like this you know with like moving patterns and things like that there's plenty of information if you want to look it up and see these other weird tests but I do not. Um, <laughs> yeah but uh, another thing is like They've known about this. They've known about cicades for like over a hundred years because the first test was somebody looking in a mirror and saying, when I look from one eye to the other eye, I can't see my eyes moving. And it's because the brain replaces that. Mm-hmm. But if you do that in your phone on selfie mode, you can see your eyes moving because of the delay in the phone. So mm-hmm. if you have a mirror and your phone, do that. Move your eyes and see out in the mirror. You can't see them moving, but you can in your phone. Mm. It's tricking your brain. It's pretty wild.
1: This actually made
0: me think of... I have a friend
1: who... She has these brain issues. And I'm not sure exactly what everything is. But I know that she can't, she can't work. She can't drive. She actually had brain surgery a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they had told her was... Because her vision was she has all sorts of vision issues, photophobia, so light light sensitivity, yeah. uh, all sorts of weird, weird stuff that happens. there's There's a lot of odd things going on in her brain. But one of the things that they had told her several years ago when she was first kind of getting diagnosed with some stuff and first kind of exploring that this was a thing in her brain, one of the things that they told her was, it's very dangerous for you to drive. Mm. Because there are some disconnects between your eyes and your brain, that your brain will then fill in the space. So if if there's a route that you drive almost every day, like to work or to the store, mm-hmm. you may not actually be seeing your drive. You may just be driving a memory, essentially. Oh my God. Because you because you know the route. But how that gets dangerous is if in her memory the light at the intersection was green. But the light at the intersection in reality is red. Uh, So that was like a weird thing. And she was like, yeah, so I pretty much can't drive because I might not be actually seeing reality. I might might be be seeing a memory. Hallucinating my life. Hallucinating a drive I took. So it looks right to me because this is what I know it to be. But it might not be the actual reality of the situation. Cars, traffic lights, new road construction, you know, anything yeah. like that. And so, yeah, she essentially can't
0: drive because, because of that. And I was like, I don't know. That is freaky. That is so <laughs> freaky. That is wild. hmm Yeah. That, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the same it's thing the you same were talking thing. about, of yeah. like
1: filling in the blanks when, you, when the dis- disconnect is there.
0: Yeah. So the process, I talked about looking up to a clock. So the the process to break it down of what happens in your brain is you're focused on the paper. And then you make the decision, I'm going to look up and check the clock. Or you hear an external sound or whatever that makes you look up. So your brain's like, okay, I heard a sound or I made the decision that I'm going to look up. A cicade is coming. So here it is. Here's the cicade. Nothing to see here. And your brain blocks that part out. And that's called cicadic masking. And then the cicade stops. Your eyes focus on the new information and then your brain says, okay, we're gonna time travel, make shit up, this is what we were seeing the whole time. And then, yeah, that's a complete process. And this happens in the nanosecond it takes you to look up and look at a clock. Mm. And this happens thousands, hundreds of thousands of times a day, you know, Mm. every time you look at something different. And yeah, so the amount of time that your brain is just making it up what it thinks it saw, is pretty wild. And there, I mean, this is just one thing that your eyes and brain do to help you move around the world. There are plenty of other things. Blind spots. You have blind spots in your eyes and your brain just makes up what should be there because your optic nerve comes in the back of your eye. So anything that is in that area where your optic nerve is, there's going to be blankness and your eyes work together to fill that in but if you close Mm. one eye you don't see a blind spot it's because your brain fills it in for you and you can there's a test of that where there's like a little r and a little l on a piece of paper and you close one eye and you move the paper close enough and eventually one of the letters disappears because it's in your blind spot but the brain doesn't put the r there it's just going to put the blank paper because it's filling it in Mm. and so that's just the thing and where the rods and cones that see color in the back of your eyes are those are only in certain parts of your eyes so anything in the periphery is not actually being seen by the rods and cones of your eyes so you're not actually seeing the color of it your brain is filling that in for you Mm. so you are colorblind in your periphery technically
1: i've actually heard that before
0: yeah so your brain just fills it in your brain is like We're just going to make this work in order to help you out. (laughs) So like, yeah, the brain does not care about reality. So everything that you perceive as real, everything that you see with your own eyes as really in front of you is made up by your brain using a bunch of overlapping hacks and shortcuts that the giant meatball in your skull figured out to give you the best chance of surviving in, in an evolutionary way. <laughs> like This is how we got here because of a squishy gray matter that may or may not be a cauliflower covered in mayonnaise that my mom baked for an hour and stunk up her whole house. And that is what's telling us what is and is not real.
1: I am not on mushrooms right
0: (laughs) Meatball in my skull. Baked cauliflower. Reality shaping piece of garbage. I am not on mushrooms (laughs) actively. I swear to you, I am not micro or macro dosing. I am high on Uh, Wikipedia, baby. (laughs) Oh, that stuff blows my mind. And Uh, there's so much of
1: it. I mean
0: yeah Yeah, that stuff uh
1: you know i I like learning about things like that and then it sends me into an existential spiral
0: a little bit for sure for (laughs) sure
1: yeah i i believe it though i mean i mean shit you had me convinced convinced about uh uh giant trees so i mean (laughs) i believe this i believe anything you tell me (laughs) Uh, well, oh my gosh. um,
0: I made contact with a Nigerian prince and he <laughs> needs eight grand. So if you Venmo that to me, I'll get it where it needs to go.
1: I'll do that. I'll do that for you. <laughs>
0: I believe you. Nice. Believe you in...
1: Oh my gosh. Excellent.
0: Yeah. That's so, so
1: trippy. I love it.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. It's, uh, it's a little upsetting to think about if you get into it too much, but <laughs> I, I appreciate that in all of the advancements of like technology that we have made, you know, anything technological, there is a process to how we figure out how to make something operate. And so our understanding of B follows A, you know, like this is how we get from one point to the next or whatever. These are how things should interact. And then the more we learn about the human brain. Nature's way of doing things is boop boop boop. I can time travel now. Why not? <laughs> like, mm. It's just so funny how powerful the brain is, and and how it was able to just sort of belch out these solutions to weird problems in how our our bodies are made. Plus, the brain named itself. Uh, Think yeah. about that for a I had, minute. I had the to- I had the thought when I was
1: sitting in my biology class one time of like oh man I'm learning biology my cells are becoming self-aware. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's essentially all this is. I I have actually thought about the idea of consciousness before and that has kind of freaked me out. Like don't don't get high and start thinking about your consciousness either because that is that's- some trippy stuff too. Like
0: Yeah, I remember having that moment in science class in like seventh grade where we were talking about the universe and how eventually the sun will eat the earth and I was like holy crap man how did I get here what I'm just on a rock hurling through space and uh my eight-year-old sometimes he goes how am I me and I'm like I can't answer that dude (laughs) I was like it's pretty amazing isn't it that you get to be you out of all of the people in the world. He's like, but how am I me? And I'm like, it just uh, is how it happened. Pretty crazy to think about, isn't it? And he, yeah. Oh, like I, There are no yeah. parenting books on, let's, there's no like board book about everybody has an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody poops but uh (laughs) everybody becomes self-aware and freaks out
1: (laughs) everybody needs to know their place in the universe (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, it's uh it's crazy so i just had a thought
1: (laughs) going back to me living 120 i was born in 1985 that means i'll die in 2105 I was when I was originally talking about it, my mind went to three thousand and five <laughs> and I was like, no, only Fergie gets to live in three thousand eight. okay <laughs> so like that doesn't add up wait a minute. no, I would live in three different because I'd live to 2105 right See now I'm also thinking about time is a made up thing now and so I don't even know what is even years anymore. I need what to I- go
0: watch a Disney movie dude for real. <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> decompress a little bit. This is—it's getting too heavy for me. It's getting really heavy
1: in this episode.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, let's jump off this train before <laughs> it, before it uh...
1: derails too quickly. Yes. <laughs> no, mm. I do think this stuff is very interesting. It I do is. like thinking about it. I have to keep it very superficial because I don't know if I can really handle it, but. I think it's very interesting. I think it's super cool. The fact yeah. that, you know, your brain can do all this sort, sorts of crazy stuff. And I like it. I do. I do yeah. like it.
0: It's cool. Well, uh, yeah, in the here and now, what do you have going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of just doing
1: our thing, making, making videos, making TikToks, trying to post fun animal pictures on Facebook, So, yeah, we're trying to get some fun new stuff on our website, uh, crimsonmoonfarm.com. And follow us on Facebook and TikTok and all that. I think we're on Instagram, too, so you can find us there. All sorts of fun stuff. So if you like looking at cute animals, go to those places, and that's where you can find us and the farm.
0: All right. What about you? You got new shows coming up? Yeah, I've got some some stuff. Uh, June 27th, I'm going to be at the Orbit Room here in Bloomington. Um, that's always a fun show. I'm going to be in Illinois, in Fairmount, Illinois, on July 10th. I just booked August 6th. We're going to Byler Lane in Auburn, Indiana. We, that was my last show before the pandemic. We had a show up there at Byler Lane and it was really fun. So I'm excited to go back and kind of feel like I'm bookending (laughs) the (laughs) pandemic, hopefully. yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about that. The show that is on Vice is, from what I've heard, It will be streaming on YouTube. Oh, cool. And I'm not exactly sure when, but when I have that information, I will be sure to let you know and I will be posting on the socials. So, yeah, that's what I've got going on. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, me too. I'm a little nervous. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, that's our episode on the brain. Yeah, that was an awesome and trippy one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I liked that one a lot. So, yeah, you can find us uh, the podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, we have a Gmail account if you want to email us about your microdosing adventures or um, what weird things your eyeballs do. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> existential crisis we created? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the Passing Notes Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I hope you look us up, and we want to hear from you. So please share this show with your best friend.
1: Yeah, we also want to give a special thanks every week to my husband Tyler for recording editing and producing this show we again want to thank you guys for listening this is episode 10 we're 10 in the bag this is awesome we're super excited thank you guys for all your feedback and keep engaging with us we love to hear from you for Shanda Sung I am Ashley Morgan join us again next time on Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda
0: so close I know <laughs> and the door, the, I was like watching the doorknob turn and I was like is it Josh trying to come in quietly because yeah. he, you know he keeps his work stuff in here there's kids
1: yeah well it was funny because all I heard was she pooped her pants <laughs>